everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we are here again, and we are covering Titana. That is right. We are still here in ladies' night, and we are still having fun. We're not going out yet because the drinks are cold and affordable. Like, listen. Um, (laughs) If I could get cold drinks for cheaper, that's where I would be at. Listen, that's all we want. That is all we want. Um, But, yeah, we are pulling up on this movie written and directed by Julia DeShorno, DeCorno. I'm I'm from Missouri. I the sad part is I listened to this name earlier, but again, I am from Missouri, which is why I can't say words. But you she know is what? From Missouri and I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> y'all know what y'all signed up for. Y'all did. It. Y'all decided. Um, <laughs> we did not yes. know there'd be a speech test. <laughs> right. Woo. But we are here, and this is a wild ass fucking time of a thing that I watched. <laughs> Listen, like Jazz was just leading us all through like <laughs> like a trip advisor last year. <laughs> this is a jazz film. Jazz, yes, I see that. Listen, um, <laughs> Jazz knew what the weird shit is. And so like, she was like, I'll watch that with you. So like, she held my hand emotionally. I was like, what is happening? She's like, I don't know. And then we like made Mike and them watch it. And they were like, what is happening? They were like, we don't know. <laughs> this is my third time watching this movie. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I yeah I, I yeah I I will say I thought that from jump that the gore top notch I mean top notch when they're gonna do that surgery on her skull after the after the car accident I was like I, anything where people take skin off of skull is not okay with me <laughs> I always forget about the car accident because I literally like again this is three times and I don't I'm not exactly sure how we go from the car crash <laughs> to murder to fucking cars to pretending to be somebody else's lost son to giving birth to a car I just I don't know how this chain of events happened <laughs> I, yeah I, I completely agree I think that's my biggest issue with this film is and it could be translation it could be a plethora of things because this film is right but like it just the whole time i was like what is what 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 it's what it's it's the embodiment of at no point in time did i know where this was going that's what this (laughs) i never i've seen it three times and i'm still not sure how we get to these places we go and these moments we get and i'm just like oh yeah this is the mom that's right this happened this is fine this is fine right Yes, I, I. It's just like oh, and then she's fucking the car, and I'm like, is that what's? Is that? Am I watching? Is I know I don't drive, but I don't think that's how you use a gear shift. Um, I don't even think there was a gear shift. She was in the back seat. You know what? Maybe that car was a grower, not a shower, Trent. You don't know. <laughs> that first Touché. car, because she fucks multiple vehicles. Because like, <laughs> once you pop, you cannot stop. <laughs> So she, like the first vehicle she she fucks um the one Once that gets you her pregnant. Once you will not settle. Oh, 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 oh. Call Honda, call Chevy. We getting a sponsor this year. Oh. 
<laughs> so the first car she fucks, like that is because she that she has like her arms like wrapped in the seatbelts and she is like spread eagle in the back seat and the car is giving it to her and it's lighting up like Christine, but it's like hopping around like it's in a fucking nineties rap video of a Snoop. And I am like, um, what a oh, ha? I feel like this movie, uh, our our lovely director writer, uh, was just like, you know what, I, I Stephen, I really like that move that that story, Christine. But here, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, instead of Arnie being in love with the car, Alice is gonna fuck the car. Oh. <laughs> right, and I will say from the beginning, like I have always found typically het, cis hetmans obsession with sexualizing the sexualization of cars and like having women draped on cars and it's just always felt very strange to me Mm -hmm. but i did love and i think that's kind of one of the things she maybe tried to say with this film is like what are you doing dudes like hold on but like i love the scene the, the whole time between when she first enters that like car show and it's all like very male gazy, very mm-hmm. like stripper sex, like very that, you know? And then it directly cuts to the true nudity that's just like showering with the girls. And, and it went from male gaze to like not male gaze in a split second. And I thought that was such an interesting filmmaking thing. Because again, like, don't get me wrong, Alex is topless a lot. And she also hates this one girl's nipples because she keeps going after these nipples. Like, that's that's one of my notes. We'll get to there. But like, the nudity was never done in this sexy way. It was always, I'm uncomfortable. Even when she's fucking a car, like, you can't even be like, look at them boobs go. Because you're like, is she fucking a car? Is she fuck? And the sex time she fucks a vehicle, she's not having a good time. She's sad. <laughs> it is not a good sex scene. Either, I, I, I just, it is not Mel Gazy. Um, but again, I think that I think that Julia is on to a lot of things in this movie, and I thought this was a very interesting follow up to Raw, which is the movie most of us know her for. Um, those young cannibals. Oh. I have not seen Raw actually, so I saw her once. I'm, I'm interested now that I've seen this to go and watch that because when you Ooh. said when you said you don't think Raw is for you, and then you chose this, I was like, you don't even know. I did. I did not know y'all. <laughs> I, I was had in a group choice. chat. <laughs> And I, I think I might have chose the wrong one. <laughs> I went in the group chat. I was like, Trent's about to watch Tatane for the first time. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm glad I did not watch this one at work because that would have been a, a story. It'd be your last day. Um, <laughs> it'd be like, what in the car? Fuck. <laughs> but, oh, also... I get, I, I don't, I'm not in France and France is very edgy and like, I get it, especially with their like fashion and their aesthetic. I'm not here y'all. And I know it's coming back. I know some people love it and the people are here for it. I am not here for the mullet looks. I just, when she had her hair up, I was like, oh, that's cute. I like how it accentuates the scar. That was super cool. Then she let it down. I was like, oh girl. Listen, that's when I knew she was in trouble. <laughs> Because, like, don't get me wrong, I've seen some fans who can pull off a mullet. I am not one. It's a very specific person. It's a very specific person. Um, I've seen it, um, but, like, the one out of how many? The one, right. And I I have not. But granted, I'm also not one to tell people how to wear their hair because, like, that's your, that's on you. I'm just not a big fan. Of my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was like, 
mean, it's bold. It is bold. I would agree with that. I feel like after Kurt Russell let it go, we should all let it go because that was his bread and butter in the 80s. He was like, me and Jack Carpenter doing a movie. Bye. Mullet. And Goldie's like, you see him. I'm going to look the other way. It'll all grow back out later. Oh. <laughs> right. Thank God. Hair grows. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> For some people, I should say. Yeah, yeah. We're getting up there. Um, this might be my last three strands at this dance. But like yeah. back to your back to your point, I do think that one of the things that Julia is fucking with is the idea that like women and cars are objects, which is why like she's like humping the car for the men's. Um, and then she's humping the car for herself. And I I don't know where that thought was going for Julia. Cause again, this movie's just chaotic. So it's hard to be like, which theme, which string? Let me yeah, know. Cause I, yeah. Cause I totally bought into that part of it. And I loved that part of it. And then after that, it just kind of lost me in the sauce. <laughs> I was lost in the sauce. Yes. I just, it goes haywire. And at one point I'm like, Alex is pure chaos. I would say chaotic evil, but like I don't understand her motivations enough to know if she's evil or if she's just chaos. Listen, listen. She just be out here doing shit and she act like things are normal because again, don't get me wrong. The world you create is the world you create. But if other people get knocked up by cars, we need the information because we did not get information. And she seems to be taking this very well if somebody got knocked up by a fucking car and is like leaking motor oil from her veg. I just... I, and lactating motor oil and and she's just like oh it's monday and i'm like bitch how often does this happen to you what <laughs> just another just another bad monday <laughs> i'm just like if this is your routine girl you need to get help like right? we need to set you up and go find me and get you some assistance just <laughs> another mechanical monday listen because <laughs> she definitely was like oh, fucking motor oil and i was like um uh, even, even her, okay, because like, so her motivations with the kills, the kills that happened. She's just killing people for fun. Like, she well, that like first guy, mad. that first guy was asking for it. He was, but that was not the first person she murdered. It was the first person we saw her murder because the news mm-hmm. was telling us that she's been doing this for a hot minute. Uh, okay. Because then when she went to Justine's house, just, uh, just, after time I attacked her like, nipples twice, I'm like, Justine, ask for more. Right, I was like, my note literally says, Justine is far too trusting. Listen, in the shower, because first off, it, I, I don't like public showers, but to be so close to somebody that my hair might get caught in their nipple ring. <laughs> you want me to public shower for that experience? Oh, God, no. Um, right. And then, yeah, and then she yanks her hair out, and she's like, well, you said it wouldn't hurt. And, I was like, and she's like, oh, when my nipple heals, I'll see you Friday. And then they go, oh, Friday... And the bitch is like trying to like bite her nipple ring and pull the shit. And she's like, ow, ow. And then she's like, are you coming home with me? And I'm like, I. <laughs> she was straight up trying to bite her nipple off. Listen, this is not the free the nipple movement we asked for. <laughs> like... Alex has a thing about nipples and she hates them. She, she hates wants them. them all removed. She is anti-nipples. That's her platform. <laughs> That's her one stance. I know for a fact she's anti the fucking nipples. Uh, but I will say that's that might be my favorite scene. In the, well, other than the, yes. the car, the, the kills car are thing great. going into the shower, I thought that was just a really interesting, thought-provoking scene. But the best like roller coaster scene was the scene in Justine's house. Yes, that was wild. I thought that was going to be our movie because I was a young fool baby when I hit play on this movie, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, she's a serial killer." 
Um, but also she's leaking motor oil. I'll come back to that. And it was like, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna spend time there. I was like, oh. My favorite line of that is she was like, God, how many of you are there? I'm tired of killing people. I love that whole moment because, like, again, I don't know why she kills people. I don't know why she's anything. But for her to be like, I thought it was two, and then it's, and then it's four. Oh, fuck, I'm so tired. And she, like, goes and gets hugged by this black man she's about to kill. When he popped up, I was like, oh, man. Because yeah. I was like, you gonna be the only one in the movie. Turns out we had two other ones in the fireman situation. Um, They didn't get lines. But you no, know what? But they were there. They were representation. Like... <laughs> Yes, and uh, and yeah, that whole house. I wonder if they were like, I don't know. It felt he was, they were all far too trusting. I think they were all fucked up because, like, sometimes you just stumble in those houses where everybody's high off different things and everybody just like naked and hanging out. I remember when I was twenty five the first couple times. That was every Thursday. Like, I mean, get it. I. <laughs> but yeah, I felt bad for. Oh, but then the girl that escapes. Oh. I, I was like, get it, girl. Run down, run down the house naked. I like that she went and hid in a room and was like, I'm not looking for clothes. I'm waiting for a moment to run. <laughs> and then came back out and died titties first. Um, because like But again, like I don't I don't feel like Julia was like men like boobs, so I'm gonna give it to him. Um she was like, bitches got tits and they gotta get stabbed. That's all. That's all I know. Yeah, That's all she just wrote. There. They were they were just there. And yeah, I like that too. And I will say, like, I appreciate because you know me, I am not a fan of those people who when when the death scenes are happening and it's just like, oh, I'm dead. Bye. Like yeah. th- there's no like fight. Every single person in this scene, in this house, Puts up besides the black guy because she kind of steps, literally steps in the back. He thought but she like, was tripping and he wanted to hug her because she wanted to hug, and that's why he got murdered. Yeah, but everyone else, they put up a damn good fight. Like that first dude who she stabs in the foot and then puts a stool through his head. I like when people make them work for it. It reminds me of the first scream. Like the first scream was the first time I saw people fight back, and I was like, interesting. Yes, yes, 100%. I do, oh, I love that image, too, when it pans out and she's literally, like, sitting on the stool that's literally in his head. <laughs> I love it. I did like that visual. She's a chaos queen. And and she does all of this, and then we, like, have a whole completely different movie happen because all of a sudden she's pretending to be some man's son, but the man knows she's not his son, obviously. But also, he might have been fucking his son. He also might be fucking some younger men at the fire station. It's very unclear. Is it? <laughs> is he injecting himself with testosterone? I think that's what it is, but we never find out what the drug is. But why is he so bruised? I think it's testosterone. Now, I, I think that's... I think... At, so this movie's doing a bunch of different things. And I think the thing that starts to happen when the father in the fire situation enters the building is that we're talking about gender, specifically like how men can't express emotions or they don't know how to express emotions. And I think that's part of why some of it's creepy and some of it's like really sexual, but also it's not sexual because apparently they don't know what to do with queer people. Cause like when she's dancing on the truck, they're like, Oh no, look away, look away. And I'm like, y'all have been out here acting like this is queer as folk for like 30 minutes. How do we even know? <laughs> yes. 100%. And I, I was totally, yeah, I agree. I, I wish I wish I was clearer on kind of what she was going for in this because I did enjoy that complicated relationship between uh, Alex playing 
the son, the father, the fire captain. And I liked that. Like one of the one of the moments. This is coming from a queer person. I that I was like, wow, this is a fucking powerful scene. When he at the towards the end of the movie, when he walks in on her and she's mm-hmm. like, tits out, pregnant belly out, and he's basically tells her like, I love you no matter what. And I was like, this is what queer people want. Like, this is what we want. I just wish I understood kind of the the journey to get to that. It just felt, it, yeah, you're right. It felt like two separate films. Especially because I think that he knows off the bat this is not his son, but he wants it to be his son because he needs it to be his son. And then, like, it becomes clear and clear every day because, like, the one guy who's into her is like, how long have you known her? Where she come from? And he's like, stop talking to me. Oh, I'm a man. Um, And, like, the mother is like, this is not our kid. Doesn't this kill you to be in this house waiting for our son to return while the fake son is sitting there? And so, like, we we know that he knows. We don't know when he makes the decision to actually acknowledge he knows as opposed to being in denial, um, which also makes it murky because I'm like, do you want to fuck your son or do you want to fuck this woman masquerading as your son? Because either way, I, I have questions, but it's different questions. <laughs> right. Well, and the mom even knows because she walks yeah. in on Alex, too. She's before she walked in, she was like, how can you sit here with his smell yeah. in the walls and his toys in the room without him being here? And like fake Alex is sitting right there. And I'm like, mom knows. Cause mom was already like, Mm-mm, this is not it. This is not yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love that. Cause Oh, when that happened, I was like, Oh, are we about to get another murder. Are we about I, to get another kill. And she just shut the door. And she was like, look, I don't like what you're doing. You're clearly taking advantage of my, of this man that I care about. But like, if you can if you can give him what he needs, go for it. And that's my thing. It's because like she would take advantage if he would let her. But again, this man brought her home knowing this is not his kid. Like, and I know denial is a powerful drug, but come on now. And so he's doing it to himself. But I also I also don't know what makes her stop killing people when she meets him because she almost killed him. And she's like, no. And then held him. And I was like, but you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer who fucks cars. Those are your two truths. And now I don't know. What's the lie? Um, (laughs) Two truths and a lie. That's where you tell two truths and a lie. (laughs) A lie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But uh, no, yeah. I was like, what? I don't understand who this character was. Because yeah, the Alex from part one of this movie would have killed that wife as soon as she walked in. And the husband, because like, well, ex-husband, like she would have killed that dad the first time she walked in on him and he was vulnerable. And she even picks up a weapon. And then she's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, are you? Are you? And so I don't know why she stopped killing people. Because like, again, we came in with kills and thrills. And then we were like, she fucked a car and it's a different world. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) I think, yeah, I just, I, I wish I understood the through line. And that's, I, because there's a lot of things about this movie that I enjoy. I think all the performances are working, the visuals are there. I love both parts of this movie individually. I just, as an entire thing, I just don't. I, 
I don't think that I am smart enough to get French film. And I'm putting in the caveat, um, French film that is not extreme. Because French extreme is a different thing. I'm not a French extreme girl because it's always about assaulting people. And I'm just not here for that. I don't need to see it. And right. that seems to be what those are based on. And they build a movie around it. Because every time I go to a French extreme movie, I'm just like, oh, so that's okay. Okay. I, I came here, so I, I saw this. But I, again, I think that and I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I've mostly seen the French extremes because I've seen like, um, well, I've seen parts of Irreversibly. <laughs> I saw more than I wanted to see. And <laughs> we saw High Tension. Yeah. And I saw something at Soho Horror Fest while I was in um, London. And it was not for me because, again, I'm not here for movies where it's like we're going to assault people over and over and over. Yeah. Um, but I understand why people who will go up for that would say it's a good movie because outside of all of the fucking assault, which was a lot, there was stuff there. But again, that's kind of a, I don't need that and I don't want that. And so when I see that, that's your movie. And if that's not your movie, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, and too, it's it, this, this kind of reminds me of high tension in the sense that it, it plays with queer themes and it could be the difference between America and France and France and like cultural differences but to me, it, they both play with queer themes, but in just like odd ways that don't, I, I, I don't get. I think that also I, and I, I am not in the community. And so like, I can't say this and be like 100% accurate and right and forever and always. But I feel like <laughs> this is less, this is less chaotic and a little less harmful than what High Tension was doing. Oh, one hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think this is doing something. I think this is doing something purposeful as opposed to shock value, which is yes. always more interesting. Which is why I always lean in when I watch it, even though I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um. I, but I do lean in. I'm like, something is happening. I don't think I'm smart enough to get it, but I know it's here. And like every time I watch this movie, all three times, I, I as the credits are rolling, I kind of want to just be like have any queer people written about this specifically from like trans and non-binary perspectives mm -hmm. much like possessor this is about a movie the possessor but like much like possessor i'm like there's stuff here and i don't know how much is intentional and how much is doing something that i'm just not picking up specifically it. because it's, it's so much going on in this movie like it's hard to focus on the forest of the trees because <laughs> there's a lot of trees and a lot of them are fucking people and so i just and a lot of them are fucking cars listen I, and so you get lost in that sauce literally like and so you're like oh yeah i was gonna pay attention to that this time but you're like mm. well yeah and then in the end so we have like so we have this first movie that's dealing with a serial killer and fucking cars and weird shit. And then we've got the second film, which is very kind of queer, identity finding, finding reconciliation. Uh, I felt like maybe finding some reconciliation with parents or something. Because um, the only time we meet Alex's parents is her dad, who's screaming at her to put her, her seatbelt on. But who was like, she living with at the top of the movie? Was that an aunt and an uncle or what? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I know that's out there, and I again I've seen the movie three times, but so much fucking happens. I I've still not talked who she's living with up top. They look slightly older, so maybe an aunt and an uncle. I don't know. Perchance, but like so, and then at the very, very, very end, it felt like she tried to combine the two because you had the horror of her having this whatever baby. And like at one point her stomach's like splitting open yeah. and there's like metal under it for and days. Like, but then she goes and lays with the with the firefighter father man and like starts kind of trying to make out she, with him. She was trying to fuck him while trying to give birth. And I'm like, girl, we get it. You are metal. Stop. 
Stop. <laughs> I just don't understand it. She died, but the baby still happened. But the baby looks normal, at least from what I remember. I, I just didn't know how he's going to explain this woman came in and gave birth to a mechanical baby and bled motor oil on his bin. That's why she's dead. And nothing that weird happened. He's not. This woman who was permasquerating as his son. I, I just, I. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and like, why? Okay. Also, I, again, would love to hear trans and non-binary people talk about this film because like the treatment with if it is testosterone that he's shooting up and i get that it's probably not like medical or like whatever the word the correct word that i can't think of right now is but like why does it make him like it almost kills him at one point is he doing too much is that a thing I think I think he's shooting up his probably testosterone, which again definitely checks another box for we're talking about like male identities. Right. Um, I there's just there's just so much happening and I it's it's like it's like zigging and zagging and crissing and crossing and it's hard to like unravel because again, um this movie is smarter than I am and I'm okay with that. But also I just would love for someone to ask Julia the real questions in an interview so I can like sleep at night. Well, because also there's a scene where it's like, it's literally like right after the first half we see him shoot up, then he go and he's like doing push or pull-ups and mm-hmm. like working out and he'll fall and like get really emotional. Then he gets up and does it again and he falls again and it's just, it's, it's. It, it feels like that old man who doesn't want to be an old man. And so he's trying to fight against that. And he's feeling every inch of his feebleness as it's coming for him. But he's like, no, I can still do these things. And I think that's another reason why he's drawn to these younger men. Because like there's something sexual there with him and these young men. There's something very sexual. Which is another reason why I need to know when he's fight dancing with her if he knows at that point and is acknowledging that point it's a woman or if it's what he used to do with his son and that maybe if the son ran away because we don't know what happened to the son because like nobody's looking for him anymore because she's pretending to be him but it's been some years so we can assume the worst but we also don't know if he ran or if he was taken i will also say her performance uh uh, agatha i'm not gonna try to say the last name agatha 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 she had her uh, scream for moment where she's like breaking her nose and shit. I was like, damn. Oh, that was like rough to watch because it was visceral. She, I'm on her IMDb. She's a Gemini. She's born June 14th, 1988. You're, you found a new sister. Listen, I I love this. Um, she's This was her first feature. She's got like two shorts according to IMDb. Um, which sometimes is not updated. Yeah, to be yeah, honest. Um, I will say I'm looking at her pictures. Yeah. I'm glad that the that the mullet look was just for the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that was definitely a movie haircut. <laughs> she rocks the pit the like short pixie and she looks cute, so good for her. No, I just love that she so her first short came out in twenty thirteen and then she did a short in twenty twenty one around the time that Tatane um came out and she's got something else in production now. And so like I also just love that story. I'm seeing that more and more lately, where we have women who are not 18 <laughs> um and getting the things and getting them done. Because um there's a movie called To Catch the Fair One. And that woman, that was her first mm-hmm. role. She was a boxer who wanted to write about a boxer looking for a sister because she's native and sees native women going missing all the time. And she knocked out of the fucking park. I did not know that was her first movie. I just thought I was yeah. late to the game. 
And I was like, where else can I see her? And it was like, nowhere. And I was like, oh. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, the girl yeah. who plays Justine is also in Raw. So love to see that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because um, she did look familiar. I'm just, Raw was a lot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and so it's hard for me to be like, who all was there? Because I'm like, that was a lot. I'm going to go drink about After it. watching and this, I'm not yeah, surprised. <laughs> Like, this makes Raw look so tame. And that's about cannibalism. So. I'm not, I'm, I should have gone with Raw. <laughs> when you say it, you don't think that's the kind of movie, and you chose this one. Because like, I oh, knew what Raw was about. Oh, I had no oh. I went into Titane, like, completely bare. Like, and I left a new man. <laughs> You can't describe this movie to people no, because, like, say? they wouldn't believe you. First off, secondly, how do you put this experience in I'm words? I'm curious what the okay. So here's the the short blurb that IMDb has for this film. Following a series of unexplained crimes, a father is reunited with the son who has been missing for ten years. That skips a lot. <laughs> that's how you lose the movie. Like that's literally. <laughs> I I have so many questions. <laughs> so many. Uh. No, but I think that this movie is a lot of movie to unpack. Um, I'm happy I've seen it three times. I'm I still don't understand anything, but I can I can say I'm trying because I'm I'm going to get it someday, yeah. or I'm gonna just like write watch the right interview with Julie. She's gonna be like, "Bitches, I got you." Right. Hopefully, one day she'll do like a retrospective of all her work and be like, "Look, y'all didn't get it." Here's what it, the fuck it was. Uh, right? Okay, that was beautiful. Yes, okay. But also good for her for making movies that are not easy, um, especially because, like, as women, we're supposed to just do rom-coms and die. And so she's like, nah, nah, bitches. We're fucking cars tonight. And I was like, yay, Julia, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, for me, I think the film could have could have been... A, it was one of those, like, take one thing off before you leave the house kind of thing. Like, take... Take one, save one of those themes for another film, because like it was, yeah. it was a lot. Let's also talk about how it's an hour and forty eight minutes, but like it's so confusing and so wild, it didn't feel like it. Uh, <laughs> well, it's two movies. Normally, it's really two uh, fifty minute movies. Like, listen, listen, it's two episodes of Fear Street <laughs> smushed together. <laughs> um. Because I, I I just, again, and it's marked as a horror thriller. And that's not wrong, but it's not right. Because the body horror is there. And she was killing people up top, but then she stops killing people. And we don't know why. Is it because she's pregnant with a car? I don't understand. I don't she doesn't seem very like, oh, oh, girl. We need to talk about the scene in the bathroom with the knitting needles. Which one? Because yeah, that I, made me pucker my booty hole. Listen. <laughs> again, she acts this is not something that's never happened to her before. She's just like, oh, not again. And she goes with the needle. Because she had a needle in her hair the whole time. She literally took it out of her hair and let her hair fall down. And I was like, not today. And a bobo. And I, I'm like, uh, we do need to talk about abortion. And we need to talk about how they need to be more accessible for people in need. Because clearly this bitch is in need. What would you do? Um, um, but like, I needed to abort my car fetus. 
Listen, and my other thing is, she tried it that one time and never again. And I'm like, you're a, you you've murdered people. I think that you have resources if you really didn't want to have this car baby. True. I just ooh, it was visceral, and I get like, yes, I'm I'm pro abortion 100. percent Ooh, it made me it made me it made me go clench my booty hole a little bit. <laughs> no. I, I'm pro-choice as a motherfucker, but also I was like, um, but you're going to try again, right? Like, as Aaliyah's saying, dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> you can dust yourself off and try again. But she was like, one and done. I guess I'm just going to kill some people and go pretend to be somebody else. It's easier. And I was like, um. But, uh, yeah, I, I need those dots connected because there just is nothing. I like... She, so she kills all these people, and then she's on the run, and then she's like, okay, well, i got to shave my head, and then I've got to break... Then, I, then she sees a poster for the missing boy, so she breaks her nose, I guess, to help look like the boy. I just... I, I don't... I don't know. I've always said I wanted women who are not um, doing dastardly deeds because of sexual or racial trauma, and I got it. <laughs> Um, I got it. She had one car wreck and was like, I kill people now. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, you know what? If something scares you, you should spend some time with it, I guess. Oh, because, yeah, because when we fit, when we leave the surgery scene, when she exits, doesn't she, like, uh, superstar in the car in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My other thing is, like, she had a car, she had a car wreck as a child, and she got that titanium in her head, that titanium, um, and she dances on cars, and she fucks cars, but she don't drive. Doesn't she drive? She's riding buses, she's in passenger seats. But when she kills the dude in the parking lot. She got behind the wheel of that car, and then she killed him, and then she went and showered and fucked a car. We never actually saw her drive. Okay. And so I, I thought that was her car, but like I never saw her hands on the wheels, yeah. driving gas on her thought shit. <laughs> I will say her aiming is impeccable. Yes, she sir. gets in the inner ear every time and just like, boop, boop. Listen, she could have been a very skilled surgeon had things gone differently for her. <laughs> very much so. And, you know, the real takeaway of this film is just like they say in Mean Girls. Don't have sex. Don't have sex standing up. Don't have sex in the cars. Don't have sex with cars. Listen. Or you'll get pregnant and you'll die. <laughs> it always makes me think of that Drew Barrymore movie, Riding in Cars with Boys. Yeah. It's riding in boys with cars. Um. <laughs> riding in boy cars and getting pregnant. Listen, listen, boys on the side. <laughs> it's just. You don't need no fucking man. <laughs> well, I do love that the one time she's truly having to her what seems like pleasurable sex is with a car. So not even with a human. So taking out the male gaze absolutely completely. Because you Listen. can't even like, if you looked at that scene and you were like, ooh, that's hot. I have some questions for you. I mean, it was not not sexy, but also I was like, why is she fucking her car? And I can never get over that to be like, that, is it, Right, is it that's what I feel like um, that should be where yeah. that, but I bet you, I bet you no. some dude out there is like, oh, spank pink right there. Listen, <laughs> you know the men sales be out there. Um, but like <laughs> I, 
It, it makes me wonder, though, if it hadn't been cars, had it been vibrators, would I have been as gagged? Because, like, a good vibrator does a whole lot of stuff. Like, uh, everything truly. but the dishes. Like, so what if like, the vibrator impregnated you? Don't you even put that in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I would have a lawsuit. Um. <laughs> this is supposed to be safe sex. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, I can't do nothing in this pandemic. Ah, um, I because again, like I, I think that that might also be another one of the conversations this movie might be having is that yeah. like we don't fucking need men. Men think they're needed; they're not. Uh, who needs them? Men are so nineteen fifties. I also want to ask Julia if a car can impregnate you. Can you also get an STD from a car? Depends on what the car was doing before. True. Do we? This, did she know all the car's previous um, partners? Were they other dancers? Were they other cars? Hold me closer, Tony <laughs> Dancer. <laughs> We're fucking ridiculous. All I'll right. be a private dancer, <laughs> dancer for money. Um, there's so many dancing movies and songs. I had the time of my life. Didn't you know? <laughs> um, she sure did. She, that backseat. The only pleasurable sex that she had was with a car. I've never seen a backseat sex scene look so fun for anybody involved. Because well, it's um, only one person. Shit. That's what's been missing. That's that, the secret sauce. Because it follows. She didn't have a good time. And she got demon STDs. Um, There's other movies. It's like, oh, one, two, thank you, Philip. I Listen. guess. I've always said, because I've been there, y'all. I've done it. I was a teenager once. But, like, the backseat is too small. Unless, I will say, there was one time, and it wasn't the backseat, though, but what do they call with the... The, the vans? The, no, it's not a van. It's a car, but it's got, it's like old, it's got a big back trunk area that you can get into. Would you in a trunk? <laughs> This is like the Licking Rock song. Was you in a trunk? No, uh, uh, what are they called? Everyone used to have them in like the 70s or 60s. They had the big, at, like. El Caminos? No, I don't think so. Lincolns? Hold on, y'all. I've got to go to Google. If Cars you was in a with trunk, big trunks. I'm going You're Google. Oh my God, Becky. Look at that car's big trunk. I. <laughs> Uh, what are they called? Is it a wagon? Because that's where Dragon on the Wagon comes from. Y'all, I'm not a car person either. You were in the trunk of somebody's car. We need to have details. <laughs> Paint us a picture. It wasn't really a trunk, though, because like, you could see. But it wasn't a minivan. Were you in a wagon? Are you sure you weren't in a Beetle? No, it wasn't a Beetle. They have long. They're long. A hearse? Like, Trent. What was... <laughs> Where were you? Where were you? You are making your six feet under on, and I have questions. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm between this and the rocks. I just <laughs> um tip your podcasters, y'all. We've been through some stuff apparently on first street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They were like wagons. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, it's station wagon. That's what it was. Literally, Trent. I said station wagon so many days ago. <laughs> yes. You was so like, I'm classy. I would never do that in a wagon. wagon. <laughs> like, I would never in a wagon. Wagons are cheap. Wagons are beneath me. Oh, yeah, it's a station wagon. <laughs> wagon. 
I would never, I would never, ever, whack, ever in a wagon. Are whack, okay? Listen, listen, an hour later, it was a wagon. It was. I, the it was a station wagon, wagon. Okay, that's what it was, y'all. I did have sex in the back of a station wagon, and those are spacious enough. But generally, the back seat ain't, all, ain't what it's there for. I mean, station wagons are different because you're supposed to be teleporting your, not teleporting, transporting your kids to places. And so they got space because they don't want your kids touching and hanging out because they're awful. And so, like, you can throw those seats down and do a whole lot. And I did. Anyway. It, it sounds so much better than you being in somebody's trunk. And I was like, Trent, we got to talk about boundaries. <laughs> well, it's kind of a trunk, though. I was like, respect. Like, <laughs> just don't be like, hey, I got a trunk. Come on over, Trent. Like, <laughs> We got drunk on that one. Like, I lake rocks. I got drunks. What could you say? I just, we need a whole episode to dedicate to who you used to be because I have something. <laughs> I thought I knew you, Trentington Reese. I thought I knew you. <laughs> but yes, station wagons. If you want to have sex in the back of something, have it in the station wagon. That PSA is why we'll never be on a network. Just surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not me anything I've said or done. <laughs> that PSA. <laughs> That's the one that's too fucking far. That's too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Second wagons, y'all. Second wagons. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll be here till I'm not. <laughs> I mean, the way you hopping in the back of station wagons and licking rocks, <laughs> I'm really worried. <laughs> I'm going to lock in one day and be like, Trent, <laughs> where you at? I'm lying for the back of a station wagon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, those rocks, Trent? Oh, those rocks? We're talking about this. Oh, put them down, Trent. You have to lick them no more. You have to lick them no more. It's not right. <laughs> if this is my first episode, they're going to... Not know what the fuck is going on. They're gonna be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> As I was when watching this movie. So... <laughs> All right, shall we get to hot takes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going by because mine's not that hot. I didn't get this movie. I just it. I I just I am so confused. It's the only hot take I could come up with because I just don't understand. I'm lost. I'm in the back of a station wagon. Help. SOS. Listen, listen I I was as confused if I got fucked by a car. Um, like I just um my hot take, weirdly enough, is this is one of those movies that I don't know if I like or disrespect too much, not if I said if I like it. Because it's not a bad movie, but I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and so I can't be like, it's quality because I'm like, you need to see it. It's an experience. And then tell me what you think and you feel. I didn't love it, but I will say it was an experience and I will suggest watching it one time. Like the costumes were right. um, The lighting was right. The kills that did happen were right. The performances Um, were right. right. Even with the possible weird incest and very like homoerotic fire station, which I mean, aren't all fire stations deep down. Um, (laughs) Like I, it was just, it was a lot of things I, I don't know. But I know that I, I did not, I was not mad watching it three times. I was not mad about that. I, I don't know if I will do it again soon, but I, it was not ever a bad time. It was a confusing yeah. time. It's not a waste of time. It's just yeah. not my cup of tea. It's one of those movies where there are some movies that are art and that art translates to everybody. So we all know it's art when we're watching it. Um, and there are movies that are fun. Right. 
this is not fun. <laughs> um, no. This is this is art, and we all understand it. It got all the assignment right. It's not art that's gatekeepery. It's like, no, she fucked that car. Lean in, bitch. Hey, this is not his real son. Lean in, bitch. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is messy. But also, what? <laughs> um, it's like it's like your first episode of Maury, you know. <laughs> Yes. You're, you're you're invested, but you also are not sure you want to be invested in what it says about you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Titane. Hopefully I'm saying that right. If not, Titan. I apologize. Titane. Titanic 666. Titani. Tawny Stevens. But yes, next week we'll be covering Nanny. That's right, y'all. We're going to wrap up Ladies Night with Nanny, and we're going to end up doing a whole month of movies written and directed by women that are one-word titles. Was not planned. Was not planned. Surprise. <laughs> I love when we have an no theme within our theme. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.